You have consumed enough alcohol for one evening. It is wasteful and pointless. Obey me and live, or disobey and die. Welcome to the Thunderbrew Distillery here in Karanos, Dunmore. Dust off your favourite drinking mug, order a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast with your hosts Cromley, Aloysius Carg and Kerncater. We'll bring you tools, tips, tales and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Welcome to Tavern Cast for the week of October 3rd, 2005. This is Kerncater. I'm Aloysius! Come on, you're supposed to be closer than me. You're Karg. I'm Karg. I'm Cromley. He's Cromley. And my tongue is on fire. Your tongue is on fire. <laughs> oh. I've disabled the smoke alarm, so oh you don't have to God. hear that going Note off. to listeners, never eat flame-flavored beef jerky. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to die. My tongue feels like it's, like it's serious, like it's, like it's, it's blistering? Oh my God. So this week's <laughs> show is brought to you by... Beef jerky. Beef jerky, which is the problem right now. And Mad Hatter's India Pale Ale from New Holland Brewing. Yay! Yay! New, Yay. New Holland, Michigan, I assume? Woo! Actually, yeah, it's from Holland, Michigan. Cool. He picked these out, by the way. I didn't pick any This of is them. from... Uh, I the... just looked to see if there was any kangaroo jerky, and there wasn't. Yeah, this is from the Beef Jerky Outlet in Dundee, Michigan. We're going to Beef Jerky Outlet in Dundee, Michigan. We made a special dirty. trip during workout. Karg is enjoying it because he's we we got here a little bit of pork it jerky. Is translucent. You know what you could do? You could make just like, like a damn, pork rind, a stained glass window out of jerky. pork jerky. I would eat my way out. That's disgusting. Dude, you could make yourself a skin suit. Ooh, oh, that was in a movie. Well, how much so. armor would you get from that? It puts the lotion on its skin. It does it every day. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of the hot ones. Supposedly, and okay. so is this color. Eloy is fire. So I bet you that's it right there. Should we talk about? World of Warcraft, we just talk about jerky. This is going to be the Beef Jerky Podcast now. Sweet. It's a Last jerky Last week cast. was the Pac-Man Podcast. <laughs> jerky. This one isn't <laughs> spicy either yet. Maybe because I, I haven't got to the... I like this. Seat. This is much more palatable. <laughs> yeah, this whole I've gone from pop. burning my tongue to burning my... The space on my gums between my two front teeth. Not that I have space between my two front teeth, for those of you who don't know what it looks like. But. Uh, as an aside, uh-huh. do you know oh boy. that on the... Uh, on our log files for the site, on the number th- three or four thing on the list of most searched for keywords or key search terms for Taverncast, it's like Taverncast, Warcraft podcast, Taverncast show, Kern Kater, Kern Kater picture. <laughs> are you serious? Totally serious. Ooh, people, are, people are a new the, way to raise money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. You guys out there, control yourselves. How many are searching for Karg's picture? There's no search. Of, well, no, no, no. I think there was a search for Karg. I think there was one search for Karg, but Kern Kater's like... You found your public. Kern Kater pick. Kern Kater image. Uh-huh. Kern Kater gallery. We could <laughs> have some fun with this. Yeah, we really could. But that would increase the traffic and the bandwidth and... Oh. Speaking of which, that's a yeah, good speaking segue. Speaking of which. We want to talk to everyone about... How message. wonderful it is that we have all of our listeners. We can't thank you guys enough. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. At the same time... Or ironically, have yes, this, this problem. Is, right. yes, this, is a, <laughs> this is a rare tavern cast serious moment. We should yeah, have we're like not a, kidding this time. Cue yeah. sappy music here. Without all of the details that would probably bore 78% of you... And not make much sense to most of you. Right. Our bandwidth has been exceeded immensely because you all love us so much and are searching for my picture online. So, (laughs) what we would like to do is make sure that you're all aware that donations will help keep us here. And donations help us pay for our bandwidth, which is now exceeded by almost what percent? Uh, Almost 100%. (laughs) Almost 100% exceeded. (laughs) So, go to... According to estimates. Go to www.taverncast.com. Click on the donate uh, link. And please send us whatever you can, $5, $10, $15, $20, cetera, and so well, forth. We should, if you're looking to donate, obviously anything is appreciated. You should try to go for the subscription level because we are going to be coming out with a certain subscribers-only area where we're going to put up special content. We're not entirely sure what all that will be yet. But, we can give uh, you an idea, though. 
Well, for, so for example, we've talked of maybe doing a special segment for subscribers, uh, perhaps in early access to the shows, maybe a day earlier than the rest for subscribers. Um, perhaps other little sound bites of that are humorous for outtakes, subscribers. Outtakes, lost segments, perhaps lost segments. I don't know. Maybe even videos from like the pod people raids and stuff. But you know, I, I, I'm thinking any any kind of stuff that we actually have the copyright for. We, we can put up there for you guys to, to as a thank you for subscribing and helping us with our, our bandwidth abuse problems. Did we ever put up that video from last week? No, that that could be something for the that subscriber cool. area. And we're on the video. So, hey, there's a pic of me. No, wait, there isn't. Maybe of your foot. My foot. No. I mean, my hand. Nothing. Not Maybe your hand, if anything. My yeah. voice is off to the side. Well, anyway, please support us. If you love us, if you like us, if you enjoy <laughs> listening to us, support us. That's the best way to show your love for yeah. us. Well, we're going to be working on ways to do this because we don't want to be taken off the air by crushing bandwidth bills. So yeah, we'll, we, we'll work a way around it. We pretty much never expected to be this popular. And when we first started doing the program, we did it for fun and thought it was a good time. And now all of a sudden we're faced with <laughs> sudden success and the ramifications Fun therein. plus bills. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm popular. This is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I never expected to pay for it either, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. So, what's everybody been doing this week? Well, I, I won't even I, ask Karg, because he won't have anything to say. Did you do anything this week? Karg, where were you for our raid? You let down your guild. <laughs> he's so busy with jerky, he's, he's just, just, he's he's just consuming himself. jerky like a madman. Wait a minute, we found out the secret. Give Karg jerky, Karg no talk. Ooh. Ooh. I thought it was just pork rinds, but see, the nice thing with jerky <laughs> is that the rest of us aren't nauseated by it. Well, Unlike true. pork rinds. There's time. <laughs> <sighs> so, I did this week. I worked this weekend, so this weekend wasn't really a good time to game. But I did uh, get online to Whisperwind and uh, move up my Horde character. I'm really enjoying the Horde, mm-hmm. the Horde storyline, but it's actually, I'm finding that I rolled a mage. No, I rolled a priest. And then I interacted with some of the priest NPCs and didn't like the storyline, so I re-rolled. Do you know that I think you are now officially the lowest-leveled member of the Pod People Guild? That's totally cool. Don't you think we should maybe talk about the Pod People Guild what's before the, we start talking about everything we've been doing? What's the Pod People Guild? Well, Eloy, <laughs> the Pod People is the guild that we formed on Whisperwind on the Horde side for fans of Taverncast, World of Warcast, and Gamecast Online. Uh, so look in the forums for ways to join that. We've got quite a few people. We've had quite a bit of fun since we formed the guild on, what was that, Thursday, Friday, something like that. Thursday, I think. Yeah. It I'm, is, I'm uh, an officer, too. And we'll be doing Molten Core raids by next week. <laughs> I'm really digging the guild. The yeah. guild is really cool. It's a lot of fun. Our very first... All you guys have been a lot of fun to play with, and, um, it's just been a good situation so Except far. Except for Azros, that Azros guy. Azros is always a problem, though. He's a problem. You just he's, have to He's a problem on the him. forums, he's a problem in the game... He's now he's going to want us to pimp his show, see? So now we're going to have to sit here and say, go to www.gamecastonline. You just said it. Oh. Damn that, Azros. <laughs> he works I'll, in mysterious ways. I'll kick him out of the forums. Well, just to get, okay. like, to get no, you... No, let's demote him. That's what he did to me. He demoted me to Roll Hacksaw. Roll Hacksaw? I'm a Roll Hacksaw. That's all right. Like a my, role player, but a Roll Hacksaw? Roll hack. My guild rank is That's why Paladin so Bright. So. Is it really? It is. Am I What's still Karg's dude? guild rank? Who knows? You're probably like non-functional player. <laughs> <laughs> I think Karg and uh, Kern Katera are both listed as Nublet. Yeah, yeah, I'm like level 7. I I suck. But anyway, to give you an idea of how much fun we're having in the guild, we our very first uh, group outing as a guild, our very first raid. Our power. Our power our together. Powerhouse. What was the highest level we had in this raid? 17, I think. No, because Sinian didn't go, so... 12, I think. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah Karg, Karg was 12, and we all took the... Zeppelins from Brill to Stranglethorn Vale, and then we swam to where do we swim? We to? swam along the side up to Westfall, and then ran through Westfall <laughs> to Elwyn Forest on our way to Stormwind. We were almost we were going to take out Stormwind. <laughs> we were on the power of the Pod People. We, you, you forgot the part though where we were almost completely wiped by a lone Murloc. Yeah, we did take quite a few casualties <laughs> from one Murloc that was swimming in, especially deep in the water. Yeah, so here, here we are, level seven, level eight. 
Level nine. It was like level a level three. twelve elite murloc. I mean, oh yeah, that's like it was. It how was, are we supposed to beat that? I have never been so afraid of hearing that <laughs> noise. <laughs> well, I've heard rumors about murlocs, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Did, did you read that article too? Mm-hmm. Did we'll you talk see about that, that more in a future podcast. It was off of that oh, globaldefense.com yeah. site or whatever. It was like whitehouse.org, whitehouse.com. Yeah, like they're doing some weird genetic <laughs> something or another. That... Oh, whitehouse.com is not a site you want to send people to. That's why I said it. It's, <laughs> it's been taken down. Has it? And Karg is on these things. <laughs> Quick, name a porn site. He knows the status. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So anyway, so that's what we did with our yeah. first guild. So we, we attacked Stormwind. Or actually, we attacked, well... Why the time we were done? We, we ran through what? Westfall and came across a, one alliance player in a cornfield. And we one also, very befuddled alliance And we all player. stood around in a circle and licked him. And then, we, as we were running through running through Westfall, one of the guards killed like half of us. Yeah. Well, then there was the human mage. There was the mage. The human, human mage. And the human mage, we all sat around and we danced and we licked him. And then all of a sudden, he AOE'd us and we all just perished. Yeah, he cast one arcane explosion and we all died. Oh, Oh, no, except for Karg, who who somehow survived. Karg somehow survived every episode where we died. It's because he ran like a little girl. This is no. what he does on the PvP He's server. Hiding the bushes in the screenshot, something. I was right there. Uh-huh, yeah, it's yeah, after sure. he came back. After you zoomed in all the way. His robe was up over his head. I have no idea what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Haters. He was hiding in a bush somewhere. Yeah, but, but by the time we were done, Stormwind was on, on fire. Yeah, we definitely Goldshire was raised. Yeah. It was pillaged, we looted. We Stormwind. Oh, clearly. I mean, there's nothing that, I don't know, a dozen level 10 and below players can't do. Uh, no, I've never I mean, seen such teamwork before. Get right? in the no, Goldshire. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, for all the people listening out there that are with other guilds, I mean, let's just be honest. The pod people... We own you. Oh, we so own you. We pwn you. At level 12, we could have easily gone into Molten Core that night. We'd get bored if we... That's right true. We have to hold ourselves back. We have to pace ourselves. Yeah. I was going to solo molten core, but I got kicked off. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's. that's it, I think that's it's Blizzard doing that because they know we're so elite. Dude, yeah. I know. I know. I am telly. First the podcast, <laughs> then we dominate their game world. I mean, it's just it's hard being. Sorry, I almost role played my whole way, almost to almost to Stormwind. I almost had him thinking that I was Alliance in disguise. That's that's how elite I am. I believe it. Yeah. Us and our listeners will dominate the future of World of Warcraft. But only on Whisperwind. So if you want to be part of the domination of World of Warcraft, come to Whisperwind. Go to our forums to find out how to join, because we're only letting subscribers to the forums in. All right, who else? What else did we do? Well, most of my time this week, playtime, was spent on uh, Whisperwind, actually. I went into a Rathy Basin some, um, lost over and over again. Actually, I played a little bit last night and actually won my second Rathy Basin out of 20 or so games. So Alliance is holding for the ten percent. All right, right good. Here. Go Alliance. So, but that was fun, and uh, that's pretty much all I did. I feel pretty guilty because I've actually kind of neglected my guild on on Scarlet Crusade for the last week or so. Between between school and the new guild, I feel kind of like I've been neglecting them. So, I'm sorry. I'll be back. I promise. I know some of you guys listen, so I miss you, and I'll be back to see you, but. Give me just a little while to get all my life together, so. I'll be back, too. Well, Karg will be rolling on Scarlet Crusade, RPing with all of us. No, don't do that to the Scarlet Crusade players. <laughs> Please don't Karg should only come to Whisperwood. <laughs> we need Karg on Whisperwood. I've been having fun with the pod people all week, too. In fact, I, I think I only stepped in and played Aloysius maybe once last week. So, not much going on there, but I'm having fun leveling up my Torn Warrior, which is something I've never done before. Yeah, what is that na- the name? Wakahakabakabuka? Wakahakeda. 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 Which is a blend of... As if Aloysius wasn't hard enough. Native American names. Wakahakabuka It's not Wakahakabuka Waka, it's Wakahakeda. Oh, sorry. You have to say it like this. My name is Cromley. Nice. Many buffalo came here. To celebrate All right, Tataka, shut the Torin expansion <laughs> of my ways into the zones of orcs, Wahageda. And Karg's character is called Karg TC. Mm-hmm. And, and cool. yours is called Slobhand. <laughs> yeah. Slobhand. Probably in Oasis call it Slobhand because it looks like that with the font, but it's spelled S-I-O-B-H-A-N-N-E, which is actually pronounced Siobhan. So to hell with both of you. Oh, and uh, because the we're taping this, just a couple oh, yeah. days after we released last week's episode, 
I will wait to select a winner for last week's question until next week. So, do you want to know the, na- the 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 answer to her question is Marge Simpson? Oh, whatever. It is not. Oh. Hey, are you telling me you've been watching Desperate Housewives when you should be playing the game? Karg. Karg, I'm disappointed. The pot people are out ransacking the alliance. Stormwind. You're like, oh, that's so funny. I'm watching Desperate Housewives and shopping. All right, what's all right. what's let wrong me, with you? Let me defend myself, because obviously all three of you are haters. <laughs> I was planning to join the raid to take over the alliance. Yeah, I told people you were coming. And they said, uh, where's Carter? And I said, I don't know. On, He's on coming. Sunday. On Any Sunday, minute now. People right? were crying. Carter's coming up with a story. Okay. Oh, okay. So I, I was planning to join good. you know, the wonderful guild on Sunday. But instead of that, I went to watch a movie. All right? And... Uh, <laughs> What, what was it? Uh, Care Bears, the movie? No, no, no. It, it was a good movie, too. Uh, but I forgot the name. That's a good story. And then Thank you, Karg, for sharing And then World's tiny. No, and then I came away. home and had to do some work. On a Sunday and, night. Well, yeah, homework. I'm still in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to make it next weekend when my mom lets me play. Time for the news! We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The news. The news. Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. Blizzard is going to, and, and I don't know when they're going to do this, they didn't say, but they're going to start allowing character transfers. Um, really? I heard something about that. But you have to pay for it. You have to, if you pay them, so basically they'll move you. character ransom. They'll move you wherever you want if you pay them. So basically, Blizzard is getting broke. Well, no, rich would be the word. They, yeah. Here's what they responded to it, saying that you know part of the reason is obviously that I'm sure there's some work. They want to make some money, and it you know it takes time for them to do the character transfers and you know etc. However, they said that the other reason was to prevent ninja looters from you know uh, jumping around, jumping from server to server, stealing stuff, and then continuing. Plus, on. there's got to be some problems like if you want to move to another server, but someone's there with your name already. How do they resolve that? Right. That kind of thing. And that's the news. That's it? That's all I got. Well, this is the thing we talked about. <coughs> Here's some news. We're going to be appearing on another show. Appearing. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to be featuring on another show for uh, World War Taking part in. Taking part in. I like sounding. We're going to be sounding on another show. <laughs> yeah. Another show for World of Warcast. We taped on that last night. Yeah, that was so fun. That was news. And the other news that they mentioned in that show, which I guess we can briefly is the wanted posters. That sounded mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Blizzard is asking for wanted posters for known ninja looters. And I guess you send in a graphics file. It's not clear what, what that's going to mean or how they're going to use it. It's probably just public embarrassment. But, I mean, think about this, though. That's shame. Well, it's kind of stupid because, I mean, what if you just don't like... Like, what if I don't like you in the game, right? So the I'm going to make... I'm going to use my... Not real life. I'm going to use my Photoshop abilities... To tell the world how much of a ninja looter Cromley is. Where's my proof? I would well, just the say proof, I'm the a rogue. proof is in Blizzard's log files on item transfers. So Ooh. they'll take the time. See, I'd I rather that, so. honestly, I'd rather they work on expanding the world and dealing with quest things and bug issues than wasting my money messing Lots around with bug issues. Looking for looking There's to down bugs? log files for ninjas. Bugs yeah. in the game. Well, the other thing I've never been tired of clear is how do they ninja loot? In this, I mean, for, you have to roll versus for need versus greed. The only oh. place I can see where you can ninja loot is Alterac for one. But a lot of times they put it in free for all. Well, Alterac, oh. how many times have you been in a raid group and the raid goes to free for all? It happens all the time. Well, yeah, that's the way you probably I should think, do it. Though. I think the master more... looter is probably makes more sense if you could Alterac? trust if you could trust somebody. You realize how long it would take to how many things are being looted in Alterac? Oh, I see what you mean for, for high level epic items. items and stuff like yeah. that. You can set the threshold, but the threshold is still set for those. The thing is, people are spread out so much. And how often does an epic well, item drop? It can't be that. I've bad. seen a lot of issues, especially before the expansions and battlegrounds came out. Is when you go into instances, it's not more of a ninja looter issue, but more of a ninja roller issue. Yeah, that that is where the problem is. And you and can't really regulate that because that. explain how that works though. Well, I mean, basically, if you know a piece of you know dread mist rope drops, and you're a paladin, or you know you're let's say you're a or mage, better still, you're a mage. I'm a warlock. Now the dread mist is specifically designed, the, the, the you know the um, statistics are designed for a warlock. Uh, plus it's um, bind on pickup. Yeah, so and it's bind on pickup, so you pick it up, you wear it, you, it's yours. So a mage who decides to you know who wants to look pretty in a dread mist robe, 
would roll on it, and obviously you can't do anything about it. You can't reverse it. How did the guys in the uh, in some of those videos that you see though, like where you see the ninja looters and they just dropped, say Magtheridon or something in uh, in Molten Core and he's laying there. Yeah, I saw and that. And you see the guy where he just he goes in, th- well, he loots you know it all at once. What they said on that though was the guild leader or the raid leader put on free for all for some unknown oh, reason. Oh, well then that's stupid. Which makes you wonder if they're in cahoots with whoever this is because yeah. that's just yeah. dumb. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see at least group loot on something like that, and probably master looter is what you should do. Yeah. On that that kind of thing. Well, I mean... But, I mean, but for 99.9% of the time, there's not a whole lot of ways you can ninja loot, really. No, it's just more of being greedy and rolling yeah, on everything. That's just... Well, so this just goes back to the point, yeah. then. So, fine, they're going to make all these posters of so-called ninja looters. How do you define what a ninja looter is? That's, yeah. And, I mean, you know, a ninja looter to, to you might not be to somebody else. Well, and... yeah. well, I'm sure there are some items in the game that are pretty high level that, you know, you can actually loot without buying on pickup. And I can think of one person in particular who you have had a hell of a time dealing with. Who <laughs> yeah. you who you should make a poster for. Asros? Yeah. No. No, no. Well, don't, yeah, don't get a star on Asros. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's it's not necessarily limited to current, external. Does that person's you know, game name start with a D? Is that who you're talking B. about? B. B. It starts with a B. But we're not going to go any further than that because we don't name people on the show out of the kindness of our hearts. Even, even though this guy's a... Bubba. Pain in the arse. As is his entire guild. His entire... But that's another story. Oh, it's an... Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe it was somebody in our guild. Know about it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's that card yeah. guy. Bromley? Bromley. <laughs> <laughs> well, B is close to C, so uh-huh. I'm kind of a ninja looter. Yeah. I think the only other piece of news that's even worth talking about is that last week, uh, Blizzard reported their their earnings for World of Warcraft, or their, not, oh, maybe yeah. not their total numbers, but their actual where they are sitting from a sales standpoint. Their profits? Or their earnings? Uh, yeah, one of those. Okay. I just don't remember which one it was. How much but, money they've made. Yeah, essentially. Money. So they, they said <laughs> that now, I guess, uh, World of Warcraft is the best-selling MMO of all time and has currently, they believe, the most subscribers of any um, I think they probably have more than all the others add together. I think Blizzard's involved in voodoo. Cool. And on that note, that's the news. <laughs> <laughs> and on that... continue our segment we started last week on grouping tactics. Sweet. So last week we talked about how to handle pulling an aggro in a group against one target, one mob. So this week we're going to talk about how to pull and deal with a a group of multiple mobs, or multiple targets, however you want to say it. Okay. As we talked about last week, a mob is a term that's used in games to just to define an enemy monster or NPC, a target that you're going to be fighting. I actually saw in the forums today someone was posting that a mob was a mobile, a mobile object unit or yeah, something. it's from the old mud days. Massive bacon. That's when it? I first heard it. Yeah, or massive bacon. Either one. <laughs> Take your pick. I prefer massive bacon actually. So do I. So that is the new official terminology for so, mob. Sometimes you might encounter a group of four masses of bacon, <laughs> and you need to fight and defeat them, or mobs, I guess you could call them. That's shorter. We'll just stick with that. So the question is, how should you not do it? Why don't we start with that? Because that's probably what you experience a little bit too often. I can sum that up in two words. Wipe. Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> yeah, if you've seen it's Leroy old, Jenkins... It's true. No, the, the, the way not to pull multiple mobs is to... Well, for one thing, don't pull multiples. Target one. Yeah. But the, but what you want to do first, more importantly, before you attack anybody, is you need to reduce the number of mobs that are going to react to your attack by as how much do we as possible. Do this, so one way to do it is with a rogue. A rogue can go up and sap, and if they're high level rogue and they're spec right, they can do an improved sap. So that's one way. That'll take one out for 45 seconds. I think is the length that they'll be stunned. However, if you see, well, and and so the next another way is a mage can go and cast their polymorph spell which turns the mob into a sheep and makes it start running all over the place. All right, aside from the mage and the rogue, 
Hunters can lay freeze traps. Yep, which will freeze a target. Basically, that will do it so that the mob is pulled on the first shot, and a number of the mobs, or one mob, runs into the freeze trap, and it locks them up. It freezes them. Also, if you're fighting undead, priests can shackle undead. They can yeah. lock them up uh, so that they can't come they after can't you. They can't move. They can't attack. So, I mean, you guys are talking about the ideal settings. Well, the other thing we should mention before them. you go too far is that if you're in a group and someone does this, for the love of group survival, don't attack the sheeped, sapped, held, frozen, frozen mob, because it'll just release them. And it negates the... So try and pay a little bit of attention to what you're targeting and attacking. One thing that might help you do this, too, is if you're a class, let's say you're a mage and you're going to sheep someone, having a macro assigned to the sheep button that actually says yeah, sheeping that can be target. So I'm if, say if I'm getting ready to sheep a dwarf fighter or something, I'm sheeping dwarf fighter as I'm sheeping him. Or so like a gnome warlock, for right. example. And in the world of macros, how you do this, we've discussed this a number of episodes back, but it's probably worth refreshing it. In the macro setting, you would link your spell into the macro, um, and then in the, your say channel or in your party channel, you would do, let's say it's in a say, you would do slash s, and then type sheeping percent t, and that would that would have your character then say sheeping and then whatever the target the is. The name of the target, yeah. So you were going to say card. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys are talking about the ideal, but most of the times, that's not the case. Yeah. Actually, probably twice in my entire gaming in World of Warcraft, I've got into an <laughs> ideal group. You know? And it was when you grouped with us, right? Uh, so, anyways... <laughs> um... <laughs> well, we do have that one paladin who just charges in yelling... Whatever. Crazy stuff like Never that. Paladin Bright. I'm Bright! I'm I fight I'm for Bright! bright. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone has experienced this, but we're in a group where you either have... Entirely too often. Um... No mages, or sometimes no rogues, or you know. No way to. There's really no way to you know if you have if you have a group of four mobs. There's really no ideal perfect way to. Yeah, if you don't have the right classes to handle them. Yeah, I mean you just have to pay attention. Let's say that happens then, and you're able to. Usually you're going to be in a situation where you have one class that can do something to lock up one. Yeah, because even like priests can do the thing where they can mind control them. Right. That'll help. Druids can do the grasping roots to freeze now, them a little Now, while. current, current place of priest, right? <clears throat> right. Well, or, so, one question I have with my control is that when when you lose control of the mob, mm -hmm. it comes after you. Correct. Yeah. So, how do you, in a group, I mean, would you advise priests to mind control the mobs, or would you rather just let the mobs kill everyone? It depends upon... <laughs> Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> hmm, self-preservation hmm. or getting my ass kicked? What am I going to do? I would recommend you use mind control sparingly, with, but use it in a group where you feel comfortable like other, other people will have your back. For example, if they, know that, if they know that you're doing mind control on a mob, then your warrior or your hunter or your rogue can then target that mob and... Um, take them down. Take them down as get soon the as aggro. exactly as soon as that happens. The benefits of mind control is that you can use a separate character and all the powers of that character to fight other mobs and use up their. Oh, here's mana a cool question. Like exactly. Can you mind control a sheep? Once it's sheep? No. No. I think it would break the sheep. I don't know. I think it would. I, I, I don't think, know. I've never tried it. I would guess though that if it you doesn't tried do damage, it might not. But see, the sheep is a sheep. a mob, right? And I can sap them, and it won't unsheep them because it doesn't do any damage. Makes you wonder. I've never tried it. It's really cool if you control a sheep. We'll have, to, we'll have to experiment sometime. So here's a rule of thumb. We gave you the... We gave you <laughs> Karg the... has strange goals in life. <laughs> so we went over the best case scenario, which is when you have a number of classes that can control the mob. So what happens if you get in a party with, say, two paladins, two warriors, and a priest? So maybe your best bet of controlling mobs would be to have the priest mind control one. So now out of a group of four mobs in an area, you've got... One controlled, kind of, and you've got three coming at you. So now that you've got three coming at you, what do you do? What's the best way to take on three mobs and yeah. live? I would say in, in a situation like that, you probably don't want the priest actually to mind control it. Because you've got basically, what, four tanks. You could, I mean, depending well, but, on the mob, you might be able to have them each take a tank. Well, but it depends upon the mob. If the mob would be a good, would be a good tank, you could use that mob against the other two. That's true. Or if the mob's a... Nuker or... Well, Let's say that these are all elites. Let's say they're instant Then you're all, you're all screwed. Not necessarily. I would say that what you what you probably want to do, though, is take on... If you've got three coming on, you focus on one mm -hmm. mob at a time. Yeah, you should always do that. All four, one mob at a time. And, and you still have a main tank if yeah. you can do it. And mm -hmm. one, your, your paladins then need, in that 
situation need to take a support role and make sure that the tanks are healed yeah. on both of them. And the priest stands back and does nothing but heal. So let's say you've got well, I a... I think what you could do in a situation like that that might help is you have each each of the warriors slash paladin types try to take aggro on one mob just so they're beating it. They're kind of spreading out the damage a little bit since they all have high armor and everything. So... Argomatic. Uh, you know, it's true that, you know, focusing on one mob at a time does actually take the group down, take the mob group down faster. But one thing that you should realize is also going after the right mob yeah. at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> one thing I've noticed in raids and you know five man raids or instances or ten or fifteen is people going after the wrong mob all the time. Okay, and then they're like, why doesn't it die? Well, god freaking hell, because there's the a healer behind are, him. Right. Yeah, you know, just standing healer. at a distance healing the guy. Yeah. And in a raid instance like um, Skullmans, when you guys get down into one of the halls, you, you fight um, you fight a group of mobs. You fight groups of mobs, and one of them is a summoner, which summons yeah. skeletons. Yeah, you don't. Oh, want that's to right. And then that he keeps bringing more skeletons. Right. In. So, that's right. but here's the thing, though: the skeletons run around and might aggro another group that's nearby. Right. That's bad. Too. So, I've been into I've been in groups where the guys just you know, attack simply any mob, right? Whatever. While the summoner summons like ten skeletons, and then the priest dies, and they're like, you know, yeah. everyone's a noob. Well, yeah, no. you know, first of all, you should know which one. Well, you know, hopefully you'll learn by experience. But I'm telling you now <laughs> that you know, <laughs> I'm telling you now that doesn't always happen. All right, either you know, stun sheep or you know, kind of subdue the summoner first. Or take it, take, take that down quick if you can. Yeah, or yeah. take it down quick if you can. But if not, you know, subdue the guy first, kill everyone, so you can focus on the guy. You know what another common mistake is I've seen a lot too uh, is people fearing in instances. Yeah, you do you not want to use careful. fear unless you're in an area that you're sure that mob is going to have a lot of room to run around. Or it's just last resort. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in general, in general, I would never recommend fearing in closed counters. You just never know areas. what they'll because do. Because. There, there are bugs where you can aggro the people, the, the mobs from the next room. Yeah, well, that yeah. happened to us with our pod people, right? You know, yeah. I mean, as much as you, you, you hope that you know the barriers and the, the you know, uh, all programmed properly, but they're not. not. I mean, yeah. people can that run through walls, people can drop off the world. So never fear in any closed areas at all. And, yeah, you know, I, have, I have a priest, and the only time I will use fear is when I know that I'm gonna die and we're gonna wipe. Either way is bad. I might as well try and fear them. We might. There's a chance at least they might not aggro something. Let me ask you, Karg, uh, from a warlock standpoint, talk to us a little bit about the Eye of Kilrog in an instance. Explain <laughs> what the uh, Eye of Kilrog is and then why you're not supposed to use it. Wasn't it's that a it's game? fun. Wasn't that a spell in EverQuest, too? Yes. The Eye of, Eye of Kilrog actually is a pretty cool spell. It summons uh, a little green eye where you gain the perspective of the eye and you can pretty much move the eye around to, you know, scout. I think it has about 20, 25 seconds lifespan. So you move it around to scout, and it's, it's useful when you're scouting in open areas or when you're doing... Oh, I you're sneeze. <laughs> when you're doing quests. There are some mobs, however, especially at higher levels, where they actually can they, they view your eye as you. Oh, so... Uh, one particular instance was... Holton Core? <laughs> exactly. There were three warlocks in there, and one warlock... It wasn't Karg. We know this. It wasn't Karg, for once. <laughs> the warlock summoned an eye of, uh, eye of Kilrog to scope out where Lucifron was. Oh, and Lucifron found and us. And Lucifron right. did see the eye, and uh, the eye did find Lucifron. <laughs> yep. And uh, Lucifron found the entire raid party, too. Yep. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I survived. <laughs> As usual, because he ran. Um, Karg saw front coming. Once, ran. well, one, once I saw about eight mobs coming towards us. And then Karg ran away. With, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. He I'll admit though, I've done away. That's when you hit that vanish key and you're like, sorry guys. Windows key. <laughs> Windows key. <laughs> I mean, the mobs that come, you know, that came towards us had, you know, air effects. I mean, they had so many spells that there was no way on earth 
any 40-man raid, no matter what guild you're in, could survive. So what's the message, then, of the Eye of Kilrog? Don't use it in an instance. Uh, don't try to move ahead of your group with the Eye, because really, you're just going to slow everyone down. There are some places where you could use the Eye, yes, but it's, it's useless. So wrapping up some of our advanced party strategies, uh, basically, remember what we talked to you last time about using each class to its full advantage, about uh, working slowly as a team through each mob, yeah, if that's a possibility. That's the key is, yep. before each group or single mob, just take a second and figure out how you're going to take it. Yeah. Don't just, you know, and the other thing is to make sure that you're all on the same page as to which group you're attacking, because I don't know how many times you got two different people, each of who thinks they're the puller, and they each pull different groups, and then you wipe. Actually, yeah. I can think of one more thing to bring up that we didn't bring up. In your parties, assign a leader, and then follow that leader. Yeah. Uh, I think a big problem in pickup groups, it's less a problem in a guild, but in a pickup group, it's always an issue of who's going to be the leader, and these debates form up, and it gets to be a nonsense, but the problem is is that no without a leader... may oftentimes be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, for all the classes that can dot, don't dot a mob that's being shackled or sap. Because it's or, or sap. Don't do any damage to them. Right. Yep. A lot of, for some reason, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. You know, they see a mob that's sheep, they think, cool, I can, you know, lay a dot on him and it will die as a sheep. Uh, sorry, no. Yeah. You, you know, know, and make sure that you always protect your healers. If the healers get aggro, which... They often will, once they're healing. You get to that priest or that paladin or that druid immediately. Yeah. Um, and remember, you get the you, aggro off. If they die, you know, you're going to have a wait. Even if the rest of the party survives, you're, you're going to need your healer. And if they're the only rezzer, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah. So keep them alive. Even if they're the only one who survives, they can res everyone else. Karg, tell us just real quick about soul shards. Oh, good point. That was actually on my mind. And when to use it and when not to. Soul shards. The myth about soul shards is if a warlock casted a soul shard on a paladin or, or a priest. What okay? is a soul shard, first of all? Yeah, soul shard is does. a spell of stone that a warlock could cast on usually uh, other class that can have the abilities to res. Like a paladin or, like a, a, paladin or, or a priest. Priest or paladin usually. Druids, not so much unless, it, timer. unless we're desperate. Because they have a one-hour cooldown. They have a war, they have a war, okay. war res or something like that, right? Yeah, they can. Battle res. Once every 30 minutes. Battle res. Yeah. So the soul shot basically allows the person, the, the class who died, to instantly res himself or herself with uh, quite a lot of health and mana, actually. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how much. But that actually helps in a lot of raid uh, instances. It's like wipe insurance. Right, basically. But it has a timer of one hour. So, from the you time know, that you created the soul shard? From the time you created the soul shard. Mm -hmm. um, actually, from the time you cast it. So, mm -hmm. if I cast it on, you know, Kern, mm -hmm. then from that point on, I have one hour before I can create a new one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in a raid group, let's say the four of us go into an instance and <clears throat> we all die, you know, Kern Kriter would have the ability to, you know, rest herself with that soul shard casted on her and. Subsequently, res all of us to you know try again. Now, like I say, it's one hour uh, cooldown. But here's the thing: if current Kurtet dies before any of us died, she has no. She can either wait, right? Yeah, for God's sakes. And I've made this mistake before. Don't <laughs> use it. Dire Maul. Yeah, do not use the Soul Stone or the Soul. Yeah, the Soul Stone before. The mobs go away, they de-aggro. Either your party wins or wipes. Basically. Yes. Right. And if they wipe, make sure that the mobs are gone first. And also, if you think you're going to die, run to an area that you think you're going to be safe to res in if you're right in the thick of things. Mm -hmm. But no matter how tempting it is, don't use your soul stone and res during the fight to try and help. I, under I understand why you want to do it, but... It's it's an uh, you know impulse thing. You, know, well, you, you, you see know, a screen pop up, you're like, do you want to resurrect now? Obviously, you see your, your yes. friends dying, and you want to help. You know, but, but that's when your heart should be cold, and say, "Let them die." <laughs> yeah, like Karg's. And that's yeah, a that's a his <laughs> that is a frequent mistake early on, and one like I said that I made myself before mm -hmm. the first time I used one. So. And also, one more thing is, if the person that has the soul shot spell casted on them, if they die in an instance, don't 
and this I've seen this many times and people get into arguments with this. That's why I'm bringing it up. Even if you res that person, if you have another res in the group and you res that person, the soul shard effect is gone. So the person who died might as well just accept it. Might as well and, use it, yeah. Save okay. mana for other people, I guess. Right. You know, plus you actually get more mana back using a soul stone than a res. Huh. So just to reiterate that in another way, if you get resed by someone else, it wipes your soul stone. Right. You've been soul stone. And, you know, I've seen in groups where people say, you noob, you know, why did you res the, the preset of soul stone? Well, you noob, the soul stone effects get wiped out by your res. Right. Well, but you don't have to res if somebody offers to res you. You can hit the client. You could, right. But I'm just yeah. saying, you know, people say... But people they might impulse. not know that. Like, I yeah. didn't know that. But, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of priests in the group say, well, let me res you. Keep your soul stone. Save your soul stone, you know. You but you, you can't. Yeah. Once you're res, you basically start fresh with your effects. Yeah. So, knowing all of these tips and using them together in concert will probably be your best bet to ensure that your party survives and that you'll have a good experience in an instance. Yep. I got a crush on you, sweetie pie, all the day and night time, hear me sigh, I never had the least notion that I could fall with so much so we are back to this week's second chapter of the Warlock. The Great Warlock. I thought it was all about the Super Duper Warlock. The Ultimate Warlock. Well, and on that note, the, on that note we, have we have sort a of a surprise guest. for you. Do, do, you know, do you know what it is? A, sec. Uh, a Warlock suit. No? No, no Halloween. it's not. A warlock horse. No, no, no. Uh, Have you been reading the Taverncast email lately? Well, see, there's been someone on the Taverncast email that's been asking a lot of questions since we started the Ask Karg section. It's nice to have another... Oh, it's just the very first show. Yeah, it's nice to have another gamer chick out there. In fact, you gotta wonder what this girl was Uh, doing. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. A a warlock chick. Yeah. Are you into meeting a warlock chick? Because we have a special guest here today who volunteered. I don't to know pay, if I can handle that. Who volunteered to pay well, it's the flight? Too bad, because you're gonna have to handle it. <laughs> yep, pay the actual cost of the flight to fly here from Alberta, I feel like I'm Canada. A, I feel like I'm on a Tyra Banks show. You're on a game show. We'd like to welcome Carg Lover. Carg Lover. Oh my God. Carg. This is Carg Lover. Um. Carg. She's. A, oh, Guys, um, here, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Thank, thank Card you. lover, I pulled up a seat for you right here next to him. Why don't you sit down here? So, uh, <laughs> how, how do you spell your name, Card lover? From, calm down. It's all right. It's all right. Card will be here the whole show. Yeah, Card lover is actually Card's biggest fan. How did you find out about Card, and, and why do you like him so much? I think he's very cute. And I like him when he shakes his butt. <laughs> so you. So wait. So I you. Think it's do you mean in the game or for real? <laughs> I haven't seen. Do you do it in real life too? I good for you, I oh, guess. Oh, I would love that. Oh, Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. Love. All right, so let's find out a little information about Carg Lover. Can, can we use? Can we use another? Do you prefer Carg Lover? Do, do oh, your yeah. real name, oh, maybe? Oh yeah, Carg Lover. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. is her real yeah. name, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's. Did you change? That? Legal action. Yeah. You, you changed it Working legally it. to Work, Carg Lover. Working on it. Okay. Well, where are you from again? What where, what part of the country? We're Alaska. Alaska. Oh, I thought it was Alberta. That explains okay. everything. Okay. Right. It's dark I was going to say California. Lot, so I play a lot. It's, it's what? It's, it's what? dark up there a lot, so I play oh, you, a okay. lot. Okay. All right. All right. Well, and so you, you're you on Manoroth, right? Uh-huh. You're level... Lucky level seven. Lucky seven. Okay, well... I yeah. like the way she said that. So oh, what do you, you like do on... I the way I said it? <laughs> really? So, lucky level seven. So how long have you been playing? Um, ever since I found out about Karg. How did you find out about Karg? Well, there was this boy that I knew, and I didn't, but he played the game, and then I started playing the game a little bit, but I didn't really like it, but then he got, he was a jerk, and so, and then I saw Karg on there, and then I just, yeah. Wait, so Karg talked to you in the game? Is that No, no, I just saw him. I just heard about him. You just saw him right by his flaming steed? I heard about him. So you never have talked to Karg? No. So what do you think about, actually, you're sitting next to Karg right right now. Oh, Karg! 
Do you have any questions you'd like to ask Karg now that you're here with him? Oh. First of all, you got to understand that Karg owns a horse. Fiery steed. A steed in, in Michigan. Yes. <laughs> a Mustang. You own a horse here? Uh-huh. Yeah, he has a Mustang. What do you Black think one. about that Karg owns a horse? A real horse. What kind? What do you think of Karg, period, now that you meet the, the player behind the character? Oh, he's very cute. But is he what you expected, or do you, would you prefer maybe he'd be a little shorter? Shorter or maybe taller. nicer, and then I could kiss him easier. I think I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been stalking Karg, I'm sorry, interested in Karg for the past year, at least? I forget. It's all a blur. She is on Clout Nine. Leave her alone. What is it that, that bastard? What is it that attracted you to his character in the game? Why did you start to become a card maniac? Well, I heard so much about him that he was so good, and then he was playing so much, and then all of a sudden he just disappeared for a while. At least that's why I heard. So it's like a yeah. mystery, right? Were you, were you scared yeah. when you didn't see him for a yeah. while? And then did no. you burn like more candles at your little carg altar? Mm-hmm. What, would you have a carg altar? Yeah. What? Oh, I was joking. <laughs> what, what, does it, what does it look like? I'm I'm really curious now. It is multi-level tiers, candles, pictures. Um. Scre- what screenshots? In-game screenshots? Yeah, and, and I had a couple portraits done too. <laughs> wow. By who? I have Those character people at, at at Cedar Point. Well, that's velvet. one of them. Velvet, I've got right. about four. Okay. All right. All right. Do okay. you do any card art yourself? Oh no. It's, you're not artistically inclined. Then. Well, I, do, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't attempt. I, you know what? I don't. Perfection. I don't, don't want to like cross a line here or anything with you, and I don't want to embarrass Card too much. But Kern Katera actually yeah, told us that when she picked you up at the airport, you really were talking about your singing abilities and your gifts in that regard, and, and the fact that you threw together a, uh, a, a Karg song. That's right, the Karg medley. That you were working on, you had a little something working on, and we were hoping maybe you could you could demo the song for us here on, on the Tavern Cast show. Oh, Kargi-poo, oh, Kargi-poo, I... <laughs> She's crying, just so you guys can what, what, what see. No, no, it's really, right. what, it's, it's, it's okay. Beautiful. Can, you, can you try to get the first, the first verse out? The first, here, the first verse, maybe? Maybe you could just speak the words if the singing is too much. Cargy poo, cargy poo. Every time I see you, I, I'm no longer blue. That's, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little verklempt. What does that mean? That might just be the beer. <laughs> Well, cargo lover, I'll take you back to the uh, to the airport here in a little while. We've, we've got some beer and jerky for you in the other room. We want to let you know that we have booked a, a an evening with you and Karg to go out and discuss the <gasps> oh, game Karg! at a local McDonald's. Me and Karg. You and Karg at the local Wait, are we McDonald's. Wait, for this? One of the actually the no dona- the donations paid. That's for right. The, that five dollar <laughs> donation. Right. Okay. So thank you, listeners, cover for covering cards. Hey, that's five cheeseburgers. Thank you, Asros. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you go out in the other room and have some stunned. beer and jerky, and we'll. Uh, we just got to finish we'll, up we'll the show you, here. We'll get okay. you all squared okay. away there. Thanks for for okay. coming on Thanks the show there. Thanks for stopping there. by there, card lover. Thanks My pleasure. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, card, what do you think of that? Wow. A and real the fan. Thing is, is that we don't we have knew. any Cromley lovers or Aloysius lovers out there. Who... But we have we have people that are ecstatic card lovers that send us emails yeah. all the time. So if, if and they're you always out the kind there of people too, who are short on their medication. Right. If you too would like to meet Carg on the show and fly out here and visit with us, just send a self-addressed stamped envelope to. No, no, no. Write your address on a hundred-dollar bill. <laughs> send it to. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stealing that from Card Talk. Um, guys, I'm speechless. Thank you. You know, my darling, you go to my head and you linger like a haunting refrain. And I find you spinning around in my brain like the bubbles in a glass of champagne. Like the kicker in a jewelry bottle.
Shadow and Whispering creating the pod people leads us into kind of a segue for a good discussion about how to go, how to go about creating a guild. Yeah, because there are a few little pitfalls in there that you might not realize. So it's sort of creating and administering a guild, I guess. Yeah. Right. So even beyond the, just the creation point. First, you have a podcast. Then you get subscribers, and then you say, everyone, go form a guild. If it was only that easy. Yeah. Sorry. Easy. <laughs> so here's here's some first things not to do. Obviously, most people that form a guild probably have a core group of friends or something in the real world that they're playing with, or others that they've gamed with in the past in other games that they know and have decided before the game starts to link or up with the guild. Or people that just spam to sign their... Well, anyways, we'll get to that. That's <laughs> a, yeah, so that's, that's obviously one way a guild can start. In order to create a guild first, you need to buy a guild charter, which is 10 silver. You have to have, I think it's 10 people sign it in order to create the guild. So when you start that guild charter, you got to know the name of your guild. And for the love of Warcraft, make sure you spell your guild name right because you're stuck with it. <laughs> oh, how many how many guilds do you see running around Manor off with misspelled guild names? A lot. Anyways, so there's two things. First of all, make sure you get that charter and make sure it's signed right. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, whoever buys that charter ends up being the guild master. I believe so. Because that's what happened to me right. on Manor Roth. And, and in, with the pod people, Azros did that. Although we actually <laughs> talked about it because we knew about this. But when I did it on Silverwatch, I, I didn't know that that was the case. That I was going to end up being the guild master. So basically, you need a charter and it needs 10 signatures. But the one thing you don't want to do to get the signatures, if you're smart, is spam the general channels and or just stick it in front of people yeah yeah please 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 for the love of all that is holy do not stick i'm not going to sign your stupid guild yeah this is it is worse than spamming people with dual requests it is worse than spamming people for party invites or money or money just shut up if we want to join your guild there are better ways to go about it than sending us spam charter signature requests yeah i hate them spammers anyways um (laughs) There's a story there I won't go into. Well, the other thing, too, is that if you have to bug people like that to get them to sign your guild, here's a little hint. You're probably not going to end up with a very good guild. Yeah. If you don't have a dedicated group of ten people, you can't put together right off the bat. You know, it, it could be bad. I mean, we we did that to some extent with, with our guild. But we had the core of, I don't know, six or seven people, and then we needed, I think we ended up needing three signatures, and we got people that we had already played with. So that's what you right. want to do. Look at your friends list and ask those people. Even if they're in another guild, they might be willing to leave. As, as we found out, guilds are not always as Loyal. much good as they could be. <laughs> One thing you're going to want to do up front, almost before you do anything else, is within yourself and your group of core individuals that will make up the backbone of the guild, is figure out what the culture of the guild is going to be. Yeah, how is your it, policy going to be? Right. Is it going to be? Are you guys going to be a bunch of hardcore players that have the stated goal of making your guild into an endgame raiding guild that's going to constantly go to molten core and things like that? Are you going to be a casual social guild that doesn't care so much about people running the instances and doesn't have any restrictions on uh, what kind of gear levels, people have and yeah. levels and things like that? It, it's all that kind of cultural backup is going to is going to be crucial when later on you go to recruit more people or people are interested in joining yeah, you. You want guild. to let people know what you're what they're in for. Right up front. Yep. Because some people are looking to be in a in a you know very rigorous disciplined guild that's going to do man you know molten core every night or whatever. And some, some people, people really are not. Yeah. Like that's the last thing I want personally out of a guild is to have people tell me oh you got to be on at a certain time you got to have this equipment you got to do this you got to do that it's like. If I want to do that, I just go work at McDonald's or something. Have people tell me what to do, I get paid for it. And there, so. but the thing is, is that I, you know, not to take away from those gamers because no, I mean some people want they really that's that's what makes the game for them. Yeah, well, and, and, and they would is, not be happy in a very casual yeah. guild that never did that. And a guild so. like that is to some extent necessary for good, consistently good, you know, performance in molten core or on battlegrounds or other you know, testing-type situations. I think another thing that's probably reasonably important as the guild starts getting together and, and running things um, is to maybe make a guild bank or a guild bank mule, a, a character that all the other characters can send their worthless greens or, uh, you know, found leathers and things like that donate, to. Donate, basically. Yeah, to donate yeah. to the guild the fund, good, essentially, yeah. so that, you know, when you've got your main tank warrior down on level 60 somewhere and he's the biggest warrior in the guild and you guys want to run a, a good end game instance and he doesn't have the greatest weapon in the world maybe the guild can chip into all together and buy him a arcanite reaper or yep. something yep. or help him with the mount when that you know sure help other people help people with stuff for trade you know because a lot of times you'll find you need some weird item for trade skills that's not worth all that much but it's just hard to buy and to prevent um in guild 
in guild arguments or infighting, the person who should have that uh, that character should be the guildmaster. Another thing too is to list your trade skills and professions, um, and be willing to give away things that. I mean, here's a good example of this. In the guild that we're doing on Whisperwind, I'm a skinner, but not a leather worker. Uh, Azros is a skinner and a leather worker. So some of the skins I keep, of course, to do which my stated purpose of being a skinner was to make money. But with the leather scraps that I get or hides that I get that I can't do a thing with, I just send automatically to Azros because as a guild leather worker, he can go ahead and make more goods out of that. Plus he's our guild master and he'll beat us if we don't <laughs> we have to. We, it's it's like the you know what it is. It's like the mob. We have to give him a cut, <laughs> or we get clipped. It's like Sopranos, except even more swearing. <laughs> well, you know what? Joining a guild that does high-end raid instances, I think they're getting their money. They might be spending a lot of time on it, but they probably get to see places that we don't. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, and that's why we're saying. And in, probably, in a, at least possibly, in a more enjoyable fashion than getting wiped over and over with a pickup group and oh. having to spend hours trying to get into a pickup group well there are definitely stuff. some benefits with the, the yeah, more not... um the higher end raid groups uh, the what, what are sometimes referred to as the uber guilds i mean the benefits there is that sense of accomplishment those guys are usually very effective in instances and in knowing how uh, you know the thing we just covered in today's show about playing as a team and knowing what each class does and how to work strategies correctly, those guilds are very good at that. Yeah. And that's what those guilds usually set out to do, is to be the very they best. They want to be the best. Yeah. You yeah. know. So there are advantages there, whereas if you go to a, a lower, um, just like a, a like, social guild or like whatnot. Which is basically what the pod people <laughs> going to be. Well, we, we assume that's what it's going to be, although it, it may change, develop into something yeah. else. Uh, but at if, any if rate... If the pod people gets to Auburn, if you guys get to Auburn, we're going to cancel the guild. To what? To what? We're going to cancel the guild and close the bar. No, no, no. If no, they no, get, get to, to what? To Uber. 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 Arbor. Arbor. Oh, Uber. Drink up, Karg. <laughs> if you do not speak English, I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and subtongues. Year and a half. Karg is still all dazed from that experience with well, his fan. I can, I can guarantee you all that if, if the pod people has a bunch of people that want to go do end-level stuff... I will never get to end level. So those of you that want to stay low and RP, yay! You can role play you're in the high level instance, though. That's true. We'll have to put like little helmets on and someone to stand on a table, pretend they're Ragnarok or whatever the name of the guys. <laughs> so I guess to wrap this up and go full circle, maybe Slash I don't know if you guys would agree or not, but maybe the most important thing with creating a guild is knowing where you want the guild to go at the in, at the end game, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know that, and or at least what your goals are in the intermediate. It's what you want to do, basically. I think people will change from, from as, will they, change. as they progress in the game. They might well, start for off example, we have a character who, or a player mm. on our, who was in our guild, who we had a hard time getting to get into our guild. He didn't want to join a guild, and we finally got him into our guild, and he went on. He's now in one of the Uber one of guilds, Uber guilds yeah. on, yeah. on Manoroth. He and I were actually playing around together on Manoroth at first, and we were kind of low level and talking back and forth, and I said, hey, you're a lot of fun to play with, you want to come play with us, so on and so forth, and... He was like, no, no, I'm cool, I'm fine. And then one day, pop, you know, you about a month to. or two later. And, yeah. and he, he was, was with like, us all the way up till 60. And then, you know, yeah, we sometime, well, about the time that we all hit 60 and got a little bored and didn't know what to do. And he, he wandered off into another guild. Well, you know, and that's, 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 that's again, fine. I think another reason why in the beginning you need to figure out how the, how the guild is going to run at the end. Because, you know, in the situation of running a social guild, as we've, we've done, the social guild worked great and it was a very good guild and, tight and cohesive, as is the pot people so far through the, these early questing levels. But when you get to the end game, you know, it uh, things change. People yeah, want to do different things. Yeah, a lot of things, things change when people start hitting 60, because you're no longer focused on leveling up. So mm -hmm. the question is then, what do you want to do? So that wraps this week up, I think. Hey, if Karg says so, I agree. Well, Karg, Karg has someone he has Karg to is shocked, yeah. Airport. We have to go take Karg and his date somewhere. So, anyways, like guys, uh, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the uh, that's it for this week. Stay tuned. We'll have another show next week. In the meantime, please come to www.taverncast.com. Join the forums there, and please, please, please look for the support button in the lower left-hand corner. And if you can, make a donation because the bandwidth bills are killing us here, and we got one month to figure out how we're gonna handle it. Please help us out. If you can't donate. Don't download it. Please. 
<laughs> okay. So, All right. So we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. The world of Warcraft is the property of Blizzard Entertainment, and all rights are reserved. Tavern Cast does not endorse underage drinking, and urges those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Tavern Cast is a Snapdragon production. Salty beef. Let's watch for dinner. Raise my blood pressure and keep me from having a protein deficiency. Quickly, quickly, I'm on fire. Gentlemen, start your podcast. God, my tongue is on fire. Greg Kadir has been killed by beef jerky. It's it's horrible, it hurts. Beloved listeners, don't eat flamethrowers. I won't resplace it in. I'm not going to. I've edited it once and it's not going to appear again. Okay. <laughs> Don't thrash around so much. Spazzing over the corner. Glad we got the hidden camera installed from <laughs> kidding me? I got so much pleasure in doing that kind of stuff. You play Warcraft. You cancel EverQuest. Can you mind control a sheep? <laughs> How does that go again? <laughs> Karg is like our sound effects box. You give him beef jerky and he makes sound effects. I'm gonna hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a sheep or a pig? Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, Karg! No, you can so do it. You cute! Oh, can I pet your head? Oh, Karg! <laughs> do you have any other questions for Karg? Hard lover. Can we go someplace to be alone? Uh, this cast has just ended. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>